You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So, Shannon, I got a question for you. Have, and I have one for you, but I'll let you go first. Oh, no, no, no. Ladies first. Are you sure? Yes. I just wonder, like, are we going to prom today or something? Because it's highly unusual that I am in makeup and you are in a collared shirt. It just feels a little formal to me today. Well, um, <laughs> it's because we have a guest. Oh, so. is that it? <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're looking very spiffy. I'm, I'm I'm just reminded of the fact that we clean up pretty well. I'm just sorry that our listeners can't see it. Well, they can <laughs> if they come to the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, or they That's join the plug. Sexy Marriage Radio Academy, where we do webinars we're and we're on video and we clean up for those. This is Sexy Marriage Radio, where we don't always clean up. Sometimes with our content, we don't clean up either. So, but we're glad that people have joined us every week. That they mm-hmm. hop on and let us know what they think from what we do. And the way you can do that is feedback at sexymergeradio.com. And you can also jump on iTunes and give us any kind of review, comment, question, you know, thoughts, Suggestion, stars, suggest yeah. Complaint. So we want we want to hear from our listeners because that's what makes us better. And mm-hmm. that's what helps set the stage for better shows. And that's what helps set the stage then in turn, hopefully, for those that listen regularly for better marriages and better sex lives and yes, all indeed. that comes with that. And so I opened the show with, I had a question and then you jumped in with a question and I'm going to table my question <laughs> for later. And I'm going to table uh, it for later. No, no, you can't leave me dangling like that. No, it's going to take a little time. My question would be, and I want to be cognizant of our, our Boy, airwaves. You're, you're in the pilot seat. I so. am trying to you know land this thing safely. Hopefully not in the Hudson river. Um, <laughs> But then you get a movie named after you. That's true. That's a fantastic story, by the way. Um, so, you know, we've we've had a history of of people that have sent in emails. You know, we get regular emails every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes a whole lot more come in based on topic, subject that we're covering. Uh, we also have a form that we've put online at sexymarriageradio.com that you can find. Ask your question is in the drop down box under Sexy Marriage Radio on that link. Mm-hmm. And it shows you a form that you can fill out a lot more detail and say, hey, I'm interested in coming on the show. Or you could ask a good enough question at Feedback at Sexy Marriage Radio, like Robert did, mm-hmm. that just says, dude, you got to be on the show with this question because it's a good one. And it's alluding, yeah, it's alluding mm-hmm. to some of the conversations we've had in the past, talking about desire differences and the struggles that happen and how we can live life solidly and mm-hmm. impact our, our low desire partner. And, but I guess the easiest way is, is, Hey, Robert, thank you for joining us on the show today. Yeah. We appreciate your yeah, time. Thanks. thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I'm going to just let you unpack the question, if you would, that you sent to us, and then we're going to unpack the answer and hopefully they're equally beneficial and great. <laughs> okay, and, so, and I just want to okay. encourage everyone to turn their radio volume knob up because I think that Robert is speaking on behalf of so many men <laughs> and women out there. Maybe so. Definitely speaking for the higher desire partners. Maybe Go for so. it, Robert. Yeah. So basically in a recent episode, it was um, suggested that in order to be a, a solid individual, that you could invoke the power of the third party on a relationship in order to 
throw a shot across the bow of the low desire partner in order to create meaningful change in the relationship and improve the level of desire in the relationship. And my question was, if females, um, who in, in my case is the low desire partner, are security seeking creatures, first and foremost, how can you still stay solid, let let your wife know that you are going to be solid, but still create change in the relationship? Yeah, w- without wielding the power of the third in negative, harmful ways? Correct. See, I, I think that, Corey, you need to give a quick recap of the power of the third so that listeners who maybe haven't heard right. that episode no, that's good. know what the heck we're talking about. Right. So, so one of the things that was mentioned in a past episode, and I can't remember which one this was. Um, mm-hmm. It's not too far into the archives. But it was the idea that I, I live my life in a way that is noticed, and and one of the things that can happen, because I use this as an example on a couple different episodes, I think, of going to one of my kids' things, being checked out by a woman, a mom that was there, and then mentioning it to Pam casually. This, hey, by the way, you know, and it's kind of this whole, you know, I, I, it's not that I'm longing for it. It's just recognizing it's there. And so Esther Pearl makes the comment of, she refers to this as the power of the third, which is... The idea that there are other people watching and probably intrigued by us, by individuals Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're if you're sexy to your spouse, you're also very likely sexy to other people. Mm -hmm. And so Esther Pearl talks about this because she has discovered and in terms it the power of the third, because all of her work that she does when it comes to infidelities and and dealing with affairs a lot of times it's an easy way to talk about the dynamic and the power or the undercurrent that is in existence in relationships, in the societies right. we live in. Right. Well, it reminds me of a, an article I read a while back written by a single woman. She said that anytime she's sitting in an airport and a woman starts opening up and just bemoaning the problems in her marriage and, and what a jerk her husband is, that she oftentimes will say, well, you know, I've been single a really long time. So if you're done with him and you'd like to send him my way, I'll take him. <laughs> and it, usually it's just so shocking to them that they start realizing, yeah, you're right. I, I, he, you know, he, There's enough good qualities that I probably should hold on to him type of a thing that when you think yeah. about somebody else wanting your spouse, it kind of awakened a little bit of a possessiveness. Right. So Robert, let me ask you this then to to bring this home for, for your life as Mm -hmm. you live it in your marriage, how, how does that, how did, how did that hit you with that, that that created the response of, of emailing us to, for clarification and also discussion? Well, First and foremost, the mismatched drives in our marriage ha- have been has been a problem throughout, okay. and it's obviously caused a lot of difficulties. And um, basically, in September of last year, our I would say 2016 as a whole was kind of a you might call it a crucible moment for us where. Um, neither one of us were happy with the way things were going mm-hmm. and the D and the D word was being tossed around mostly on my part. And that 
totally uh, backfired. Um, and my wife got more uncomfortable in the relationship because what she needed at that time was security. Right. She didn't need the insecurity of the third at all. Okay. So, and so when I heard that episode, I was just like, okay, well, how can you approach this? Because my wife is a wonderful, wonderful woman. She's an amazing woman, but this, this area has been very, very difficult. And so my question was how, how can we approach this being solid and, and giving the wife the security she needs with, and, and still address it in a, an appropriate way. Okay. So it's how do you acknowledge the power that's there, but not be uh, flippant and harmful with it? Right. Okay. And I have a clarifying question too, Robert. Are, are you basically, um, do, are you referring to the fact that everybody has their limits and that in this particular crucible year, you felt like you were getting close to your limits? Do you know what I mean um, by that? I was I was getting close to my limits for the past several years coming uh you know coming into 2015 actually. Okay. Um, from my perspective, um my wife was the typical American housewife that is overworked, overstressed, tired all the time and I just felt like my needs came last and uh, I was getting the leftovers. I was getting, you know, the, you know, whatever was left. And I just didn't, I just had come to my point at the end of 2015 where I took it to my wife and I said, I can't do this anymore, Hmm. but I didn't do it in a way that made her feel secure, which caused an even further breakdown in the relationship. So So how did you do it? Can I ask? Do you remember? Uh, well, I, I, and like I mentioned in my email, I didn't do a very good job because I got very angry. Okay. And, um, and that scared her even more. So. Okay. If, if you could rewind the tape and do it all over again and take the anger element out of it, what do you wish you had said and what voice or stance do you wish that you had had used what were you really trying to communicate to her well i i tried to communicate that i needed more of her and that you know i was i wish i would have just I don't know. It's it's a it's so hard to go back and and rewind what we've been through um, together. We actually went through a separation at the end of last year for about seven weeks, and it's it's just been a very very difficult road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say we're coming out of the valley and and, and starting and starting to. Um, develop a better relationship but as far as intimacy is concerned i still feel like we're in the you know what um schnark calls the just do it uh, mentality and it you know obviously as a man that's not what i'm looking for either um so very robotic mechanical 
Um, yeah, at times. Yeah. There's, it's more, it's more like she's placating me and just doing it for me. Mercy sex. What's that? Mercy sex. Sometimes. Yes. Yes. Mm hmm. So what, what do you do when you're faced with that kind of a dilemma of she's offering up placating types of sex, but it's not what you're looking for, but you still have to recognize it is still sex. It's a type of sex. Well, what, what I've been counseled on doing, and we've sought um, marital counseling from a, from a professional counselor who's certified in the Gottman method. Mm -hmm. And what I've been counseled recently is to just try to be appreciative of everything that I love about the relationship and to try to be the change that I want to see in the relationship and stop trying to work on her or so she doesn't have the feeling like I'm trying to change her or so she doesn't feel inadequate. So that's what I've been trying to do recently is just be, be very appreciative, be thankful. And, and because our relationship and my wife even agrees on this is it, it takes on the pursuer distancer mm -hmm. aspect where mm -hmm. I'm constantly pursuing, I'm constantly trying to make things better. And it, I just tend to overwhelm her. Um, so I've been kind of counseled to just kind of back off and, and be the change that I, that I want to see in the relationship and just be very thankful for all the positive aspect that, aspects that my relationship provides. Okay. So Robert, I'm curious, um, you get the whole expression of, I need more of her. Um, oftentimes it comes across as scary to the partner when it's intended to be the biggest compliment in the world. I like you so much. I dig you so much. I want more of you, but for you, what does that look like? What in practical terms were you asking her for, or are you still needing from her? Um, mostly just, uh, passion and desire. Um, and the ability to create tension, um, sexual tension in the relationship. So you want some excitement in the marriage bedroom? Yes. Okay. But not just in the bedroom. I want, I want there to be a playfulness and like a friskiness that, that creates tension throughout the day, like in the kitchen or, or through a text message or, you know, a whisper in the ear or whatever. And are, flirting um, just, and bantering. Yeah. Are, are yeah. you, are you doing that? I always do that. Okay. But you're living a passionate, playful, engaged life in all of your life, not just your marriage. Um, I'm working on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what is her response? Like, like I, like I said in the email, I, I truly am trying to work on me. Yeah. I, I really am. Yeah. And, I, and I, I hear that Robert. It, it's just, that's the whole problem I see with a lot of men and I have been in this boat and still get in this boat at times of, mm -hmm. I get frustrated about something that's going on in my marriage and I put all my energy there trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. And I do it at the expense of the other parts of my life, which the other parts of my life are what bring about the pressure and the tension that we're talking about. That I live a full life 
I mean, the, the easy example I've got is when like this last busy season with my wife and I had a couple of weeks of just being pretty down and frustrated. And then I also realized, you know what? I was not playing basketball passionately. I was not engaging my kids passionately. So no wonder I'm not mm-hmm. going to be doing that with Pam passionately. Because mm-hmm. I was hoping she would fill me up because I was coming out of emptiness rather than how do I make mm-hmm. sure I'm maintaining my fullness in most areas so that way I'm adding mm-hmm. and, and providing that tension, which can be seen as the power mm-hmm. of the third, but it's really I'm just living a full life and trying to invite my spouse to join me in it. Because when I think of what I'm hearing you say of the sex that you guys have had and maybe are still having is more of the placating, Mm -hmm. get this over with kind of sex. A lot of times, are you Mm -hmm. the type of, are you the same kind of a man that I have been and have seen several times that soon Mm -hmm. as you get the sense that that's the kind of sex you're going to have, you either just suck mm-hmm. it up and go through with it and are me- are upset, or you mm-hmm. you refuse it. Um, I wouldn't say that recently I've been upset. I like I said I've been just trying to appreciate the changes that are taking place. And okay. honestly, my wife has has tried um, to increase. The, the amount of frequency in our relationship. Okay, because one, one of the things yeah. I think that's important is for us as men, especially when we're the high desire partner, to realize mm-hmm. I can get in the mode with sex where I feel like, okay, this is just placating. This is just get it over with. I don't want anything out of this. Mm-hmm. I'll just be here for you. And that's not what I want, but mm-hmm. that's what's being offered. I'll then now all of a sudden just like, I'll, I'll let her dictate terms. Rather than I can start with her dictating terms and then renegotiate in the middle Mm -hmm. where I then make a move. Because a lot of times when I think of placating sex, you're probably talking typical missionary Mm -hmm. position, man on top. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times then start that way, go a little bit Mm -hmm. and then roll her over. Mm -hmm. Don't ask, just do it. Start that way. Yeah. You know, she may like that. <laughs> she might like it. She also might say, no, I'm not, I don't want, and uh, okay. The whole goal is I've mm-hmm. initiated a possible mm-hmm. variance and then I respond better to however she responds to that. That's the shift. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm doing something. Because a lot of times, us as husbands, when we're dealing with a security seeking creature that we don't understand, because <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Shannon, we don't understand you. <laughs> Um, and you're kind, love you and you're kind, but don't understand you. Um, we can get in this mode of, okay, I just got to make sure and be tentative and all that, which that's working against both of us. Tentativity is not a turn on right. uh, what you just described, the courage that it would take to take charge in the bedroom. Right. I think that's definitely what mm-hmm. women want and and they so often respond to it in ways that they surprise even themselves right and so the goal would be Mm -hmm. robert how do you start to see that okay so she's she's dictating terms in some aspects of your marriage because she's the low desire partner and she doesn't have the passion Mm -hmm. level and she's low desire passion too which there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with that that's just reality so Mm -hmm. how do you how do you call her up to something more by what you do in the midst of it, because a lot of times our inter our interchanges 
they follow scripts and they follow patterns, but we don't realize we have a tremendous amount of power to change those in mid-course if we are more solid and aware throughout it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's why I'm calling in. I, I, I kind of want the answer to that question. Well, what is what about the idea of if you have you tried uh, changing it up midstream? Um, well, I I can tell you before the the crucible we went through last year, I I I did a lot. I I did ask for a variety and and things like that where I would just be told no. Let's just I would be told let's just make love. Okay, but were you meant, asking were you asking ahead of time during what was your common? Um, well, no. Not ahead of time, no. Okay, so it was usually kind of during um, you would bring it up? That, right, okay. yes. And Robert, I'm wondering, do you do you talk to her while making love to her? And I don't mean just like logistical stuff like roll over. I'm, I'm talking about mm-hmm. do you woo her? Do you whisper in her ear that she's amazing or yeah. that you love her so I, much or anything like that? I, I, I do, Shannon, and... Frequently, I met with shh. (laughs) (laughs) The introvert needs... Is she an introvert? She is very slow to warm up and soft-spoken. Okay. Okay. Tell me about her family of origin. Is she... I mean, was she a pastor's kid or a missionary's kid? Is there any religious talk going on in her head that tells her that I shouldn't Um, be enjoying this because good girls don't? Um, I don't know what effect, um, her religious beliefs that play on that. I don't think that has an effect, but her, um, mom was remarried several times and her, uh, biological father was remarried several times. So there's a deep, I believe a deep seated need for security there. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that that's yeah. huge. Yeah. That that yeah. that's a that's a big um clue there as to the fact that yeah. fashion probably represents something very different to her. And I don't know if you know if any mm-hmm. of her mom or dad's failed marriages were as a result of affairs, but sometimes people can associate passion with inappropriate relationships and that that was the threat to her viability, her family unit. And so passion may just be really scary to her. Have you thought about the fact that maybe this isn't rejection of you, that this is fear Mm -hmm. of what could threaten her own security? Over in over the years, we've talked, you know, we've talked about that and, you know, and she's always said, it's not you, it's not you. So do you believe that? Yes, I do. Good. Good. Uh, My best recommendation to you, I mean, it sounds like she has a lot of family of origin, you know, uh, ghosts to bring out of the, or skeletons to bring out of the closet and ghosts to kind of reckon with. And um, that's exactly what we do at Women at the Ball Workshops is four days of looking at your family of origin patterns and relationships and emotional baggage that you never got to really unpack. And how is it impacting your sexuality today? Mm -hmm. And, um, and Shannon, I, 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 I appreciate that comment. And like I, like I told her, I mean, she's a wonderful woman. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's, she's 
she's an amazing mother to our three children. And, you know, I've come to her and I said, a wonderful sex life with you, with you would be the icing on the cake to this marriage. Mm. And I've asked her, I said, would you be willing to do something to improve this aspect of our marriage so we can have a wonderful sex life? Mm -hmm. And her response to me was, we don't need the goal of having a wonderful sex life. We can just have sex and it can be wonderful. And she's like, I'm not going to be some exciting vixen in the bed because that's not the way God made me. That's not me, she said. Yeah. So my, that, and that's kind of why I'm, I called in because I just, I don't know what to do when I, when I come to her and I ask with love and with kindness and with gentleness, which is the complete opposite of the anger I approached it with before. Mm-hmm. And I'm still getting, and I'm still getting rebuffed. Now, what do I do without threatening her security in the relationship? Yeah. Well, I, I will just say that um, it's sad that she thinks that this is something that you want her to do only for you. It's every woman's right, every woman's birthright to be a sexually confident wife. And she's robbing herself in addition to you. But Corey, what kind of advice would you have to give at this point? Well, the path that you've been on uh, thus far this year and since the separation that it sounds like there has been a little bit of a shift, what's different for you? What is, what is it that makes it different for you? Well, there's, there's been a lot, there's been a lot of changes in our relationship. For one thing, um, my wife is no longer working. So there's just more time for us. More energy. So there's less leftovers. Which I love. Right. Yes. Which I love. I mean, not that I want her to be a stay at home mom or not that I don't want her working, but there's just, there's just more for me, you know? And, and I hate to sound selfish in that regard, but it's true. Yep. And it's not selfish at all. We are, we are spending, we are spending much more quality time to together outside of the bedroom. Okay. Which is helping. Okay. Good. Um, She's less, she's less stressed out. So I'm not so reactive to her negative emotions and she's less reactive to my negative emotions. Good. So there, there are many, many good things that have happened in the last year on both our parts. So, but there's, this is still the issue for me and I feel like it still hasn't been fully addressed. Is it a hill you're willing to die on with all the other good things going on about your relationship? Is this? Yeah, I it, am. She, could, could, and what this, I'm saying is she's worth it. Sure. I'm sorry, say that again. I'm saying she's worth it. Okay. But what I'm asking is when I say, is this a hill you're willing to die on? If she refuses to get any help to try to create the sex life of your dreams and more passion and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. how close to your limits is that going to drive you? Like, are you willing to are you thinking in terms of I might have to leave this marriage because my sex life isn't what I want it to be? Or can you adjust your expectations of, because so many other things are wonderful about this relationship, I Mm -hmm. will try to find a way to be satisfied with what is available to Mm -hmm. me sexually. Mm -hmm. And, and basically that's what I've been counseled to do is to try to adjust my desires because that's going to be easier on the relationship than trying to create change on her part. 
Okay. Well, and yes, I am. I, I am willing to do that. I guess. Um, is it? Would it be the marriage I've always yeah. dreamed of and hoped of? Well, no, okay, it wouldn't but, be. But Robert, um, there's a huge difference between I'm willing to do this, but I'm also still interested in pursuing more with her. Yeah, it doesn't I have still, to be either or. I still it want to push. I still want to push it to more in line with what I want as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's those are mm-hmm. those two are huge both ends in my book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it yeah. is one of those. How do you? And a lot of this, Robert, comes down to how do you free, reframe your role in all of this? Because what I'm hearing when I hear you talk is a lot of my own journey mm-hmm. as well. There's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. that I'm hearing uh, with Pam and I. Okay. That I would get so okay. uh, frustrated whenever I would make some sort of a comment about sex or some sexually charged comment to bring about tension or whatever, and I would get rebuffed, mm-hmm. and, and I would be mad mm-hmm. about that. I'd be like, come on, you know, because she didn't see herself that way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I start to recognize yeah. I'll make some sort of a comment. She'll snicker mm-hmm. and then rebuff. I used to only focus on the being rebuffed, not the fact that the snicker was actually a good thing. It actually registered mm-hmm. with something deeper within her. It didn't bring about what I was wanting in the moment, but I got a reaction mm-hmm. and that's the goal. And so I start to see it as that's good because <laughs> this is a long game I'm playing mm-hmm. with her. This isn't a short, I just yeah. want to roll in the hay right yeah. now. I want a life with you. And so I recognize my role is I'm the high desire. I'm the high pursuer. I'm the high passion when it comes to that area of intimacy in our life. So how do I reframe mm-hmm. what success is? It's not as contingent on her mm-hmm. response. It's more contingent on my leading. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what do you hear in that? Because we need to start wrapping this up. I, mean, I would love to know what your takeaway is from, from the time we've got thus far in the show. Um, it sounds like I just still need to stay strong and, and stand up for what I, uh, desire in the relationship, but still understand that, uh, there has to be space, uh, for our differentness Mm -hmm. and, um, stay and stay patient for, for what I crave. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, I would add the caveat of standing up for it, but also leading towards it. Because a lot of okay. times we can, as, as husbands, we can fall victim to the low desire wife thinking, well, she'll come around <laughs> rather than, no, no, no. I got to lead her there. <laughs> that exactly. I, I've got to take the risk and take the hit at times of, okay, I, I tried it. I tried to roll her over in the middle of that one. She said, mm-hmm. no, she blocked mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to what we were doing and that's okay. It's not exactly what I want, mm-hmm. but it's a reframe of it's it's close. It's moving. I'm 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 being engaged. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of me living life more in live, more alive and more engaged and passionate in all of my life, not just is sex what I want it to be or not. But I delight in hearing how much joy you are finding in so many other aspects of your relationship and we pray that this will just bleed over into your marriage bed very organically but you're right be solid be solid it's become the coin phrase for the year you bet robert (laughs) Mm -hmm. you bet 
So Robert, how'd and, this and go? I hope, that she will, I hope she'll change her mind about a woman at the well workshop once she hears this show. I really do. It's filled with women just like her who are wondering, why don't I want what my husband wants? After that four days, they are on fire to get back home to their husbands. So I hope that you'll encourage her and offer to take care of the kids and send her if she's willing to come. Okay. Thanks, Shannon, for the offer. You bet. Robert, how'd you this bet. go for you? Oh, it was great. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad you spoke up because this is one of those things that is a puzzle <laughs> when it comes to just dealing with mismatched desires like this. That, But stay the course because what you're describing is totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very common dynamic. All right. Well, this has been fun. It has indeed. Need <laughs> so, to step out and smoke a cigarette now? <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We love you for listening.